You're going to hear me say this often because it's true. If it isn't relevant, what's the point? Do you know who said that? A guy by the name of Dennis Prager. This is the third time now I've mentioned it, so I know it's very impressive to me because it's true. He was talking in reference to... He's a specialist, an expert on the Ten Commandments and Hebrew religion and the, the Old Testament. And uh, Dennis said... You know, when I talk to people about the Ten Commandments, it's because it's still relevant to the, the times. We can see a direct result and an impact in what happens to society when we don't follow the Ten Commandments. So it remains relevant. Rules of the game, rules to live by. Welcome to Urantia Radio, the podcast. And I use the same principle when I think about the message that we get from the fifth epical revelation, which is if it's not relevant, what's the point? And as I look through the headlines today, it's all bad news. It's all negative headlines that are written in such a way where I'll give you a good one here from CNN. Trump maintains divisive tone in independence day remarks. That's their interpretation of his speaking at the Mount Rushmore Friday night, I think it was. And I read the speech first, and then I heard it, and I thought it was a pretty good speech because I didn't see it as divisive when you put it against the backdrop of what's happening in our country with Black Lives Matter protests. Not to mention the pandemic that's wiped out a third of the economy. You know, when the third of the economy is in the tank, millions of people are dying, and it's not in America where they're dying. You know, the trickle-down theory is true. You know, um, I remind people, especially people that I know that receive social services, that uh, social services come from tax dollars, and tax dollars are produced by revenue. And revenue comes from people like you and me that have jobs and pay taxes. And when those people don't have jobs, it trickles down, and there are less services. That's just one example of, you know, that you've got to be able to take it's not enough to hate or like a candidate. You've also got to understand the economic principles that are at play. And you can apply them to anything. And I don't want to get onto a political discussion. The point I'm trying to make is that the environment of the world today is very toxic. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that we have very weak government. We have a good country. I think we could all agree. I have a suspicion that the reason that the revelation arrived in America is because America was best suited to spread the revelation. But uh, we're at a point, I think, now where we have to look to the revelation and try to find some answers because clearly it was given to us and clearly uh, we have it in our possession and clearly we're examining it. And uh, there is one particular set of papers that that I enjoy reading recently, uh, paper 71, where they give us pretty much um, a, a how-to on how to not break down as a society. They give us specific examples on what we can do uh, to save our civilization and what not to do. And so that's relevant. The Arantia book becomes relevant when it's giving us specific information that we can use to improve our lot 
both individually and as a society. So as I witness our U.S. senators getting down on their knees to pay homage to the suffering of black Americans, I'm reminded of what's missing in our leadership in the greatest country on earth. Uh, Those senators are placating, in my opinion, or they're doing it because they sincerely want to take a knee uh, to U.S. policy, which is interesting because they're the ones that create U.S. policy. So either way, uh, the knee, for me at least, is a symbol of the weak leadership that we have. I guess I'm not a knee taker. I don't like wearing ribbons either. I'm not a marcher. I'm not a protester. I work with my mind and my words and sometimes my voice. Don't believe me? Read my words. Listen to my podcast. I have thousands of hours of in-depth content that covers the uncomfortable in our society, the whole of it. You know, in my opinion, it's not politically correct, but black Americans, as in most people, have it better now than in any time in history. But that's a political discussion and it's a social discussion. But what I want to talk about is leadership and what the Arantia book is giving us uh, and what we can learn from it and perhaps start replacing some of these horrible leaders with new leaders. Um, in the Arantia book, paper 52, there's an outline from angelic personalities, high spiritual beings who are providing input on what makes for an ideal society and always puts the context of what we have now with what they are saying we need to do to make things better. So here are a couple of, uh, well, let's just go down. We'll start with the paper 71, uh, section one. And they're talking about Rome. The great weakness in Roman civilization and a factor in the ultimate collapse of the empire was the supposed liberal and advanced provision for the emancipation of the boy at 21 and the unconditional release of the girl so that she was at liberty to marry a man of her own choosing or to go abroad in the land to become immoral. The harm to society consisted not in these reforms themselves but rather in the sudden and extensive manner of their adoption. The collapse of Rome indicates what may be expected when a state undergoes too rapid extension associated with internal degeneration. Okay, so the first thing that comes to my mind is the the sexual revolution of the 60s. It was right after the 50s. I was a young kid, and from my perspective, what I saw was a bunch of hippies. Uh, and it was kind of a strange time, and there were weird posters on walls, and people were taking these things called drugs, and they were teaching me about these drugs that I shouldn't take when I was in school, and and all the music, and some of it was kind of confusing, and uh, things kind of calmed down in the 70s, but boy, the 60s. So when I read that line, the um, the collapse of Rome indicates what may be expected when a state undergoes too rapid extension associated with internal uh, degeneration. So there's too rapid extension, which means grow too fast, along with internal degeneration, uh, a breakdown perhaps of moral duty, loyalties, things like that, family, anything that breaks apart the foundational principles that hold society together. I would, I would probably define that as degeneration. So here they're giving us a clue that says, you know, if You are a great country, but if you continue to expand fast, too fast, 
and all of a sudden everybody's been emancipated and they can go out and do whatever they want. There's no cohesive course. Uh, it has some unintended consequences. And one of those is that uh, it will collapse. The empire will collapse. Let me continue reading on. The embryonic state was made possible by the decline of the blood bond in favor of the territorial, and such tribal federations were usually firmly cemented by conquest. While a sovereignty that transcends all minor struggles and group differences is the characteristic of the true state, still many classes and castes persist in the later state organization as remnants of the clans and tribes of former days. The later and larger territorial states had a long and bitter struggle with the smaller consanguineous clan groups, the tribal government providing a valuable transition from family to state authority. During later times, many clans grew out of trade and other industrial association. So let me read that. While a sovereignty that transcends all minor struggles and group differences is the characteristic of the true state, Still, many classes and castes persist in the later state organizations as remnants of the clans and tribes of former days. So, you know, while you could have sovereignty, you're still within your sovereignty are these groups that have customs that are different. Uh, sometimes, and a clear example of this is with you have a huge amount of immigration that, say, floods into a country, say, Germany with what they've had with refugees from Syria. What you have are clans and tribes, and they're trying to struggle with, well, wait a minute, to me the ultimate authority has been my family or my religion, and now I'm under the sovereignty of Germany. Uh, so that's, that can have some you know, conflicting values that are at, at war. Uh, and then also when you talk about America, you've got a, a large influx of immigration, and over time it starts to have an impact, certainly when we uh, just one good example is you've got uh, Congresswoman Ilan Omar. Uh, she herself, her family, refugees from Africa, I think Nairobi, I'm not sure, maybe Kenya. I'm not absolutely sure, and I'm sorry for that. But, you know, so she sees things differently, and she is going to represent the constituency of others who are part of her clan or tribe. And I'm using the words because of the Arantia book reference. So, so anyway, just examples of the embryonic state that was made possible uh, through a, a sovereignty, collecting all the tribes together. And that's uh, part of what made Rome great and probably what made America great and to a certain extent what made um, England great, the UK. Failure of state integration results in retrogression to pre-state conditions of governmental techniques such as the feudalism of the Euro European Middle Ages. During these dark ages, the territorial state collapsed and there was a reversion to the small castle groups, the reappearance of the clan and tribal stages of development. Similar semi-states even now exist in Asia and Africa, but not all of them are evolutionary reversions. Many are the embryonic nucleuses of states of the future. Very interesting. And then it goes on to talk about the evolution of representative government and a couple of things that it says, which I think are key. Democracy, while an ideal, is a product of civilization, not of evolution. Go slowly, select carefully for the dangers of democracy, glorification of mediocrity, choice of base and ignorant rulers, ignorant rulers, 
failure to recognize the basic facts of social evolution, danger of universal suffrage in the hands of uneducated and indolent majorities, and slavery to public opinion. The majority is not always right. So think about where we're at today in our world with all of the social media apparatus in place, things that go viral. Think about how uh, the cancel culture, you know, these uh, apparently these younger people that are very sensitive uh, to anything that that causes conflict within their heart. And so they feel that they have the right to say this person should step down or that statue should come down because it makes me feel unsafe, problematic. Education of public opinion, the Arantia Book writes, is the only safe and true method of accelerating civilization. Education of public opinion is the only safe and true method of accelerating civilization. Force is only a temporary expedient, and cultural growth will increasingly accelerate, accelerate as bullets give way to ballots. Public opinion, the mores, is the basic and elemental energy in social evolution and state development. But to be of state value, it must be nonviolent in expression. It goes on to say the measure of the advance of society is directly determined by the degree to which public opinion can control personal behavior and state regulation through nonviolent expression. The really civilized government has arrived when public opinion was closed with the power of personal franchise. Popular elections may not always decide things rightly, but they represent the right way even to do a wrong thing. Evolution does not at once produce superlative perfection, but rather comparative and advancing practical adjustments. And then we're going to go through real quickly here the 10 stages to the evolution of a practical and efficient form of representative government. Now, bear in mind, who is telling us this? Who are these people that are writing this down? Who are these intelligences that are giving us advice on how to move forward as a society, as a world. They are not human. They have been around for, well, who knows how long, millions of years, perhaps. So they've seen them come and go. They've seen planets start off one way, start off another way. Eventually they all get to that point where they advanced and they become less violent, more spiritual, and the true spirit of brotherhood does permeate a society. We get there someday. So they're giving us tools on how we can achieve that. And the reason they're doing it is because we are operating from a disadvantage. We have not had the benefit of three revelations that came prior to Jesus in this particular the Melchizedek revelation survived in the, in the Hebrew religion. The two previous revelations, Adam and Eve, never progressed. Although we did inherit a pretty good bloodline. And um, the first revelation, of course, was a complete disaster with the rebellion, which we've discussed on this program. So the revelators say, well, let's help these guys out. Let's give them some ideas on what they can do to move forward. And they write, paper 71, 
These are 10 steps or stages to the evolution of a practical and efficient form of representative government. And they are, number one, freedom of the person. Number two, freedom of the mind. Number three, the reign of law. Number four, freedom of speech. Number five, security of property. Number six, the right of petition. Number seven, the right to rule. It is not enough to be heard. The power of petition must progress to the actual management of the government. Uh, Number eight, universal suffrage. Representative government presupposes an intelligent, efficient, and universal electorate. The character of such a government will ever be determined by the character and caliber of those who compose it. As civilizations progress, suffrage, while remaining universal for both sexes, will be effectively modified, regrouped, and otherwise differentiated. Number nine, control of public servants. No civil government will be serviceable and effective unless the citizenry possess and use wise technique of guiding and controlling office holders and public servants. And I would say that is not happening at this time. I would say that you have clear conflicts between the government, the media, lobbyists, corporations. It's not hard to see. Uh, The people should have the most authority over the government, and we we do not. Uh, And that's why this uh, current state cannot survive. And they know that. Because it'll just continue to be more corrupt. Think about countries where it's so corrupt. China is corrupt. Everywhere is corrupt. You're always paying somebody off to get something. Uh, The quality of workmanship goes down. The infrastructure, everybody gets bought off. And eventually it just feeds on itself and there is no order. There is no, what do they call, reign of law. Intelligent and trained representation. The survival of democracy is dependent on successful representative government. And that is conditioned upon the practice of electing to public offices only those individuals who are technically trained, intellectually competent, socially loyal, and morally fit. Only by such provisions can can government of the people, by the people, and for the people be preserved. Now, um, for those who, who are ahead of me on this one, that statement of the people, but by the people and for the people is a direct reference to the American system of government. It doesn't say it, but in what other founding document, and there may be a few that I'm not aware of, I'm not a political, um, you know, uh, it's not my area of expertise, but it seems to me that they're saying only by such provisions can government of the people, by the people, and for the people be preserved. So with those 10 things in mind, that's our yardstick. That's our measurement. Um, there's another quote, and I won't be able to find it for this episode, but the Urantia book, in addition to this particular segment, uh, very specifically comments on the fact that the, um, what do they call it? The, uh, the representative government from their experience is the most enduring and the best form of government for evolutionary worlds. They actually say that. They actually make that point, and they also give four points as to why communism as a form of government in the advancing stages of civilization do not work. So clearly, the revelators give us this information. They want us to know about it because they're concerned. That's the only interpretation you could have, right? 
They're concerned about our current state of being and they want to make sure that we don't crumble because it's a long process to have to start over all over again. And right now we need time for the revelation to work its way into society. There's a point they make in the Urantia papers where they say that if Christianity had come sooner, it may have been able to save the Roman Empire. But as it was, the Roman Empire was already in a state of degradation and decay by the time Christ's teachings uh, started to spread in that part of the world. And it's, it is interesting, isn't it, that we have the remnant of that is the Vatican, St. Peter's Basilica. That's about as much of impression as that's about as much of Rome as it could save. <laughs> that little square piece of property. Good stuff to ponder. Wise leadership. That's what we need. Indeed. Follow us online at urantiaradio.net. We post all kinds of interesting articles. There's some great events coming up. And we're set up on the RSS feed, so we get all that information from the foundation and the fellowship and the association, all doing some excellent work out there. In fact, there is an online retreat coming up. Uh, for those who catch it, July 11th from 11 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Central Time. That's this Saturday. And if you want more information on that, uh, Gar Jameson will be there along with Bobby Dreyer. Also, they're going to be talking about living a God-conscious life, mindfulness, prayer without ceasing, presented by Joy, Joy Perry and Michael. All kinds of good topics of discussion on this event and I think if you go to uh, the foundation, you'll get more information on that. Or go to yourrancherradio.net and just click on community page. Till next time, God bless. <laughs>